You're listening to the Bitcoin.com Exchange Podcast. Our guest today is Greg, founder of Mining City. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. This episode is brought to you by Mining City. Mining City is a well-recognizable brand that provides an opportunity to mine cryptocurrencies using hash power. It distinguishes itself through high quality and expertise, making it one of the fastest growing brands in this dynamic environment. Through experience and technological know-how, Mining City earned the trust of people from around the world. To learn more, visit the Mining City Facebook fan page. I'm your host, Dustin Plantle. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest, Greg Welcome to the Bitcoin.com show. Dustin, thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for joining us. And before we begin and learn more about Mining City, I like to get to know the person. So when did you first learn about blockchain technology or Bitcoin? Mm, do I know where I was when the, the first time I heard about blockchain technology? Uh, I suppose first time I learned about it in 2008. Uh, right at the stock market crisis. You remember the housing crisis? Yeah. I was working for a company called Ubisoft, a gaming company, and I was a marketing marketing man there. And uh, I, we were thinking about ideas of how we could actually uh, incorporate blockchain technology into games. And uh, I don't know if I'm free to talk about them because I had to sign an NDA when I stopped working for them. But we did find a few interesting ways of incorporating blockchain technology and crypto coins into gaming, in games themselves. And that's when the fascination started because that left field approach, unusual approach, immediately you know, got me onto how many more things you can do with this technology, what you can do with cryptocurrencies, uh, what they are all for. That's when it started for me. You know, so I have to ask you then, but I mean, games for, for many, many years now, a couple decades, have always had points and rewards. So how different are tokens or coins in the world of, of crypto or blockchain as compared to the points that were in games? That is the that 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 was the question we were working with because ultimately, uh, you know, when we started working on that, games were pretty much being bought at the stores. Things like GameStop, uh, obviously different things here in Poland or in Europe, they were the big, they were the big kahunas. Then they were the main retailer points for games. Online online gaming, well, that was just you know that was starting. You had Steam, obviously, you had your GOG, uh, and every single huge. Uh, developer, they had their very own stores. For for Ubisoft, it was Uplay. For Electronic Arts, I think it's called Origin. And uh, the thing is that, you know, if you grind the points in the game, you get the tokens in the game, you never could exchange them into the games into real life. You could only exchange them into items in the game. They weren't really tradable. They weren't really, you know, you couldn't do anything about it. League of Legends, obviously, World of Warcraft, those are the those are the games, the massive multiplayer online games that started that trend of exchanging the points or items in the game. Uh, 
for uh, for items in the fall, for money basically, or for cash in real life. So we were thinking about doing this the other way around. Well, if you're grinding your points in the game, if you're getting your coins in the game, what if those coins were actually exchangeable in the real world, if you could buy a game for those coins? Uh, that obviously required a much better internet infrastructure. That required a different protocol than power, proof of work because your computer would not be able to facilitate gaming and mining at the same time. But there were ways around it, so that, that's, that's what we're trying to come up with. Yeah, no, that, that's fascinating. So mining, I mean, when I think about the word mining, I think about the old, like, going out with an axe, digging holes, or going into, into the side of a mountain. I mean, is this type of mining the same thing as that? Uh, no, that would be a call, that would be a totally different mining. But you, you're talking about mining mining now as a proof of work, or are you talking about the mining we're thinking about in Ubisoft? Because <laughs> I'd say proof of work. Okay, so proof of work is obviously that's not that proof. Of, you know what it is. I believe your listeners, your readers, your viewers obviously know what proof of work is, and you know they know that mining is basically just it's just a placeholder for whatever it is that we do that to get the uh, to get the, 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 the tokens, to get the coins. And uh, the service that we're providing, the computers we're providing, the, the crypto part of the crypto, that means confirmations on the blockchain for your transactions that actually give you the rewards, which are called the coins mined. Uh, you know, this service, this service, this, 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 this centralized blockchain, that is the... the that is the point of what we are doing. Do you remember when the internet came along? And initially, internet was just devised as this way of communicating if there was an extension level event. As long as there were two computers in the network, they would be able to communicate. Well, blockchain and cryptocurrencies on the blockchain are devised very same way. As long as the two computers connected to this network, there is going to be financial exchange. And that exchange has to be facilitated and facilitated with a reward because people are not going to do it for free. That reward is obviously mining. So what we do here, uh, you know, when, when we facilitate mining, we're providing people with uh, uh, hash power, with computing power to do their own mining. You know, we just allow them to get the coins that they wouldn't be able to get um, any other way because uh, it is expensive. There's so many miners out there right now. You have to get organized into pools. You know, pools are going to divide the mining rewards accordingly to the percentage of the pool that you actually get. And uh, I think that right now, a single person, just like with their own savings, whatever, uh, has no chance of doing any profitable mining at all. Interesting. So talk us through the process. I mean, somebody wants to mine or a corporation wants to get into the space. How do they do it? I mean, what do you have to do? Well, what you have to do is obviously you have to get get your hands on the machines, which are called the miners. But those are those are dedicated machines that actually allow you to get connected to the pool, to get connected to the network, and then they allow you to confirm other people's transactions. That means they are going to compete for the amount of Bitcoin or any other coin that the network is going to create in a given day, in a given hour. And, uh, you know, if they are the first in the race to do the confirmation, Usually one transaction takes, you know, three confirmations or it could be more, it could be less, depends on the users, it depends on the network and the coin itself. Well, then, you know, you are getting the percentage of the reward. And the game is that your costs have to be below whatever it is that you earn from the network. And uh, that game 
is increasingly more difficult. And keep in mind that this is only 10 years since we actually started the entire business. 10 years ago, there wasn't even a name, a proper name for what we are doing right now. And already in 10 years, uh, a single person, like, you know, someone who has $2,000, they would not be able to actually facilitate mining for themselves because the price of electricity, the price of the equipment, and the price of getting onto the pool are just too prohibitive. Got it. So, you know, when I look at really what, what's been going on in this blockchain space or, or crypto space, you know, there was a time where there were people, call it the media, call it the narrative, that they were saying that the cryptocurrency was only being used for bad purposes. And then they took that back and they're like, well, that's not true anymore. And then they said, well, blockchain technology really isn't better than internet. Now, like, well, it does provide solutions that weren't available. Okay, this is this is this is going to take us to places we did I didn't expect, but okay. Uh, first of all, you know, I don't think that Musk is entirely wrong in what he's saying, uh, because we are now at the period of when people mine, they basically make it for money. They do it for money. They do them to have the money themselves. They are not facilitating any deeper. You know, there's no there's no bigger goal behind it right now. Just to get rich, just to just to you know pay off the technology they had to pay they had to pay for to get into the game in the first place. So um, that's like a burn period. And obviously, in that respect, you know, that, that electricity is just being used for someone's game. But then, you know, so is the electricity in banking system. And I believe that banking system is actually using 25% or 75%. I'm sorry, that was 75%. And I'm taking it off a, a tweet I read in uh, on, on Cointelegraph. 75% more than, uh, than, than Bitcoin. And banking system is going to be pretty useless in an emergency situation. Also, there is nothing new coming out of the banking system. This is just rehashing the old ideas, rehashing the old trends of what we are going, how we're going to make money. You know, when you look at, 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 at the ways that banks make money, you've got derivatives, you've got like, you've got the, you've got the shorts, you've got the, uh, like this, this, the swaps, you know, all these, all these, all these ideas that actually take energy, they take, uh, ener you know, they, they take energy to be created. They take a lot of man work. They take a lot of man hours to create. They are pretty. They are pretty pointless at the end of the day. Sure, people can make money off of it, but ultimately, how do banks make money? They lend you a hundred dollars, and then they get back a hundred and ten dollars from you. That's how they make money. There is no other way of making money for a bank. If they start doing derivatives, if they start doing swaps, if they start doing any other options or, or, or shorts, that means that they're just chasing their own tail. And if they're chasing their own tail right now. It's time for something new. So this is where we come in. And uh, should it be more sustainable? Yes, it should. It should be more sustainable than, I don't know, than a Tesla factory. It should be more sustainable. It's, you know, I'm all for it. But uh, that is a much wider question. Everything, every, every like in, in, in Norway, for example, I believe 99% of power in Norway comes from sustainable sources. So mining in Norway actually doesn't take anything away from natural resources. Fascinating. Um, so it sounds to me that a blanket statement isn't always very fair, that there that it is being improved and there are there are ways that it is being fixed and being worked on. Is that correct? Well, we uh, utilize some farms in China, for example, which do use hydroelectrical power. The problem is obviously in China during the winter months, those rivers tend to freeze and the hydroelectrical plants have to be switched off. We have to move uh, 
into the cold ram mines. But um, there is an ongoing trend of actually moving the entire industry into a more sustainable way of, uh, of, of procuring power. However, it's not going to be very fast, and especially not if, you know, if China or anyone else just like can't make their minds up if it's legal to mine, if it's not legal to mine, especially if Elon Musk can't really make up his mind if it's good to have Bitcoin, if it's good to have Dogecoin, I don't know. <laughs> so tell us more about Mining City. Okay, so Mining City is basically a company that allows you to, no, it sells you the, uh, it sells you the, uh, computing power, the hash power, the power that you need to mine your own coins. Now, why do we do it? We do it in packages, in small packages that uh, cost next to nothing. If you think that the first one starts, started, used to start at $100. But, um, you know, we do not... We do not advocate that there's going to be a return of investment. We do not promise people that they are going to get incredibly rich because that's not what we are selling. What we are selling is basically only electrical power and computing power. So, uh, but people do buy it, buy it. They buy it because they believe in the cryptocurrencies. They believe in the cryptocurrency market, and they do believe that it is going to go up uh, in the foreseeable future. And there are a lot of people, including analysts around the world, that also take that same stance. I mean, there, there are many in Wall Street that have taken that stance as well, that they believe long term that this asset class uh, will continue to grow. Um, and I, I yeah, think, I yeah. Think when, when, when guys who are in authority or in position of power actually do that, you get a bit scary. Because if I said, like when we said at the beginning, this has been designed to be a go-to financial system in case of a you know life-threatening event or a you know large extinction event and you're thinking oh my god these guys must know something that i don't know because they say that this is going to stay for us forever uh but uh, in all honesty money traditional money and financial systems they have created a lot of unnecessary uh institutions a lot of unnecessary laws bylaws and legal entities that are just clouding the, you know, the, the the entirety of the market. People have no idea what's going on with their money. You know, if you if you if you ask someone on the street to explain what money is, any single person you get, you get a different uh, explanation. I believe that. So, um, so 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 blockchain, however complicated it may look right now, cryptocurrencies, they're actually a system to simplify this, make people trust the financial system more by actually eliminating the middlemen, eliminating the companies, eliminating the, the, the central banks, the financial police or whatever, uh, because people are ultimately corruptible. And if you take it out of the hands of those people who can be corrupted, there is a chance that it's going to be uh, much more <laughs> fair than what it used to be. Thank you again for sharing your story on the Bitcoin.com Exchange podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great to be there. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.